Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. You know part of the philosophy of this program is to celebrate greatness wherever you find it, in life, in sports, or otherwise. And I have never taken for granted the fact that we have one of the greatest rivalries in all of American sports right here in our backyard. Every time Duke and Carolina get together, the players are jacked up, the fans are jacked up. There are two Hall of Fame coaches going back at it tomorrow night. Mike Krzyzewski, of course, of the Devils, and our guest now, Roy Williams of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Uh, just trying to figure out what something's going on the next couple of days. It keeps getting my attention, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Six o'clock tomorrow, Cameron, ESPN, if you can't get there. I'll be there, Coach. I'll, re I'll send you a text. I'll remind right, you where you're supposed to. Wake me up. <laughs> hey, Coach, a lot of folks would not have expected, given your struggles this season, that you could almost beat Duke at the Smith Center. Oh, how do you explain when you almost beat him, it goes to overtime, you lose the thriller, of course. Is that human nature? Is it more intense focus or preparation? What explains the throw out the records aspect of this? Well, I hope we can throw out the records tomorrow also <laughs> because if you go by the records, it's not going to be a very good day for us. But I think that our kids really got ready to play. They played at a high level. Duke played at a very high level as well. Trey Jones made some unbelievable plays at the end, made more unbelievable plays than we could make, and I think that was the story of the whole game. But our guys, it was uh, – one of the most, if not the most heartbreaking loss in a regular season that uh, uh, we've ever had to handle, but we tried to handle it, and we get another chance tomorrow to see what happens. You have worn your emotions on your sleeve for as long as I have known you, and it's probably hard to recreate whatever you felt on senior day. Uh, but you were really emotional as you thanked UNC students, and then you made sure you turned around and thanked all the older folks uh, as well. What went into those emotions? Was it in part because it's been a, a difficult year, and uh, it sounded like you believe that a huge chunk of people had your back all, the, all along the way? Well, it was – yeah, David, you got it right, because it was something that – a lot of games this year, you know, we uh, didn't make plays down the stretch and our fans were in it completely. And then all of a sudden a big letdown at the last part of the game. And, and our, our student body, and as I call them, the old folks sitting over there across the way, uh, everybody kept coming and they really stuck with us. And, and I was very appreciative, am very appreciative about uh, the attendance that we had, the enthusiasm that we had. And I think our crowd was uh, a lot better than the head coach was all year long. And I just really uh, appreciated their care and their efforts to try to help us in their uh, love of our Carolina basketball program that would make them come uh, back to the games when we were really struggling more than we've ever struggled. Coach Smith used to say, you know, David, there are a billion Chinese who don't care whether the Tar Heels or the Blue Devils win this game. Uh, and you've told us, Coach, this is not a sick kid at a hospital. This is not somebody starving or not knowing how they're going to pay the rent. But this is the roughest record-wise season of your entire coaching career at the college level. Where do you go to deal with adversity? I mean, is it a family thing? Did Dean Smith have pearls of wisdom, a favorite book, uh, your, your assistants? What helps you get through basketball tough times? I don't know that I am getting through that. <laughs> That's the tough part. You know, it's uh, I try not to do too, 
too much with my family because they already know how I'm struggling or anything. So I don't ask them for help or anything like that. Uh, most of the old coaches that I used to call and uh, talk to are out of the business or in some sad, sad situations. They're not with me anymore. But uh, usually it's just uh, in the middle of the night I get up by myself and just sort of stare out into the backyard seeing if there's some wisdom out there that I, that I haven't seen or if there'll be a magical bunny come bopping up on the back porch or something like that but it's it has been a hard year for us but at the same time as we you said when you were asking the question I sit back and realize how fortunate and how lucky I am because some people really have some tremendous problems and and uh, I'm uh, just feel like it. I'm dying over some things, and I look at it, and it's a it's a basketball game, and yet it means something to me, and it's I have a passion for that, and uh, I like to be competitive, and sometimes this year we haven't been as competitive as I've wanted us to be, but uh, like I say, uh, then I sit back and think how lucky I am too. One of the great phrases you have given us over the years, when I would ask you a question about you know having juniors and seniors back on a certain team, you would say. Uh, experienced success together is far more important than merely having experience. Um, Is there a common denominator in those so many close late losses that you had? And, you know, can a three-game winning streak be at least a little dose of experienced collective success that can propel this team forward? Well, I hope so, you know, because everybody loves talent, and if you can't have talent, you love experience, but that experienced talent is the best that you always have, but being able to be successful, David, is uh, uh, something that gives you more confidence and makes you think that you can do it again. And we ran through a stretch here that uh, uh, we didn't make those plays at the end of the game. I uh, jokingly referred to it, but it's not very uh, humorous. My first year here as an assistant, uh, I think it was five, could have been four, but I'll say five. We won five games where the other team uh, had the last shot to win the game, and they missed all five. Yeah including a very good player in uh, uh, Charlotte going to the free throw line with 0-0 on the clock and missing the free throws, and we won in overtime. And so we had some of those, whereas this year we've had six games that if we had gotten a defensive stop, uh, we could have won every one of those games. Instead, we went 0 for 6. And so uh, I told Coach Smith a long time ago, that's what I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it looked like great coaching to me. And so I've been as far away from great coaching as you could get. But I do believe the more you win, the more you win. And I think that I, you've probably heard me say this, that when you're playing golf, you make the first putt. The more you make, the more you make. And I, I think there's something to that confidence. And, and we've gotten a little bit more confidence these last three games, and, and we'll be challenged as the, the greatest challenge we've had all year will be tomorrow. Unfortunately for me, you know that putts dropping feeling a lot better than I do. Uh, Roy Williams. <laughs> there was a time, but it's been a long time, I can tell you that. He is a three-time NCAA champion as a head coach with the Tar Heels, of course. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, 18 regular season championships in his 32 years as a head coach at Kansas and Carolina combined. If you were to explain to us how you've gone from you know six games where you didn't even reach 60 points earlier this year that is 
so uncharacteristic of your teams and, and you know, of course, unprecedented. It has Kirshner running in all directions to try to keep uh, track of all the crazy numbers. If you were trying to explain how you're now on this roll, you know, 90 points per game, that's not like a slight difference. That's night and day. Is it a technical basketball explanation or is there like a common man's easy language explanation for what has changed? Yeah, no, there's no uh, common easy explanation. I think you know, I can give you several factors. Uh, Cole was getting uh, to the stage where he's more healthy than he's been, you know, all season since he went out for the injury. Uh, Garrison has just gotten more and more confidence inside. And uh, Christian Keeling, who early in the year was having, throw, having trouble throwing it in the ocean yeah. from the beach, is now making shots. Teams that we're playing don't mind the tempo uh, at a faster pace, whereas some of the teams we played early, we couldn't get them out of their slow tempo. And so it was, uh, it's, it's more than one answer, but I think uh, B Rob back healthier, making more shots, even though, you know, he's just had a struggle all year long of his ankle and trying to stay healthy. But I think it's all of those reasons. And every day we go to work at practice trying to push the pace, trying to push the pace. And after today, we practice 88, I think. Uh, I think we're getting it a little bit more, and we've uh, emphasized it a great deal, and I think they emphasize it themselves a little bit more and concentrate on it better. Tar Heels at Blue Devils tomorrow, 6 o'clock ESPN. We will see you at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh, what is your? You've, you've been asked questions from every single angle on this uh, famous sports rivalry. Is there something about that crazy short eight-mile road trip or playing the game specifically in front of the Cameron Crazies that is, is different in some memorable way or, or more exciting than, uh, you know, it's fun at the Smith Center, of course, but what is different or, or enjoyable about being the road team in this great rivalry? I've always loved that experience of going on the road and winning games. I've always taken a great deal of pride in trying to push our kids to get them to understand that they can win. And that's as difficult as an environment as you can possibly be in. And, uh, you know, the the pageantry of a, a big game with 9,000 people, not only sitting very close to you, but sitting very close to everybody. Uh, you know, they're right on top of you. And the intimacy of that sometimes is not as good, depending on uh, how hard somebody's perspiring right beside of you or something. Yeah. But uh, it is a great scenario, and I do love going to – play on the road and trying to hold our concentration at a higher level, knowing that we're not going to get uh, uh, the little bit of enthusiasm from the crowd. Uh, it's it's something that I think I try to motivate our kids and get them to enjoy part of it. And, and the other thing is that we've had pretty good teams that uh, we've had uh, not great success, but we've had some sometimes we've had some pretty good success there too. You know the records. Duke is 24 and 6, 14 and 5 in the league. Y'all are near the bottom, 13 and 17, 6 and 13 in the league. This three-game winning streak has some of your own fan base not only dreaming of a win tomorrow, uh, but also you know making some kind of thrilling run in Greensboro at the ACC tournament next week with that automatic NCAA tournament bid. Uh, my question, Coach, would be: do you, When you watch your team through this three-game winning streak, do you at least feel like? You're playing a caliber of basketball that looks a little bit more like what Florida State and Duke and Louisville and UVA have been playing because they're the only four that know they're in the big dance right now, and you and everybody else going to Greensboro is trying to get there. 
Well, I do think that these three games, I've even told them a couple of times, and even in one of our losses, I told them I was glad to see the team show up that I thought I was going to be coaching all year because of how they competed and how effective they were. So it does give us hope, and we realize it's a huge mountain, but we also the ones that put us in the valley. So we got to, we know if we put ourselves in the valley, we're the only ones that can crawl out. And so we're trying to do it inside, in practice every day, trying to get better, and then uh, we'll see what happens when we get a chance. If you bump into two chains tomorrow, by any chance, I got a make, line for him. Make sure you say it. Three rings, man. It's it's uh, timing is everything in this world, Coach. You got it right, David. I missed it the other time. If I have a chance this time, I'll say it. Except when I'll say it, I'll probably mumble. It. I don't want anybody to hear me bragging the way my our record looks like right now. I'm not bragging. You're a wise man. Thanks, Coach, for dropping by. Good luck against the Blue Devils tomorrow. All right, David. Thank you very much. You got it.